best friend is a school psychologist in New York State, and her daughter almost made it to kindergarten. Um, well, not really. I mean, she was about three, but, you know, the, the pediatrician said she doesn't have a speech delay, doesn't have a speech delay, and she got her into speech path, and um, they were like, yeah, she's got ingrained articulation issues. Mm-hmm. So That being said, if your pediatrician says... It'll, it'll come, it'll come, it'll come. Mm-hmm. Just give them time. They develop later. If your intuition, your gut tells you no, yeah. you need to call. Yeah. Um, because the pediatrician sees you for 15, 20 right. minutes. And I think um, a lot of parents are like, well, I don't want to call and be that alarmist parent. I don't want to be that No, alarmist. please be that alarmist parent. Yeah. Because your child's future depends on it. Right. If they're not talking by three, yeah. then they are going to be very frustrated. Right. There's going to be skills they're not developing. Right. Um, and who knows what other underlying issues there are. Right. So yeah. definitely, if you have any concerns, <laughs> please call. Please the worst call. that can happen is that they don't qualify. Right. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then you're, you're given options yeah. for other resources. At least, yeah. you know, you're given ideas for other activities, mm-hmm. other things you can do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, please call. <laughs> please call. Please get early intervention. Yeah. Please get me. No, just kidding. <laughs> please come and bother but, everyone yes. until you get an answer. I think yes. that's important to be mm-hmm. tenacious, too, as a parent, because it's really easy to be kind of, well, my pediatrician says it's okay. Maybe right, I should right. worry or, you know. Right. Right. But when your gut tells you something mm-hmm. different, yeah, we need to learn to listen to our, yeah. call it our gut, but it's not really um, our intuition. We need to listen yeah. to it. Yeah. I just saw something on Facebook last night that said, um, and I didn't read the article yet, but said uh, parents' intuition is the, is the, the best indicator for mm-hmm. protection from sexual abuse mm-hmm. or yeah. sex trafficking. Yeah. So, yeah. It's going to be that part because it's never the stranger in the bushes. It's always mm-hmm. the person that mm-hmm. sees you every week. But I, I think my intuition gets clouded and I have to really step back and I have to be very, very intentional with social media. Mm-hmm. I have to be very intentional with what I'm ingesting um, message-wise because it's so easy for that to overtake what my gut is telling me mm-hmm. with the girls. Yeah. So, yeah. We, we have to... Internally focus yeah. our, ourselves on that um, yeah. because we need to be we need to be aware. This is a scary world. Yeah, we don't have to worry about this stuff. Yeah, like even my daughter's going to Erie later, and like I'm like, okay, so don't be there after dark. Um, yeah. <laughs> anything's on the car. Don't get out of the car. <laughs> like make sure you park in, in a well lit area at the mall. Yeah. Like really looking at it. It's not a safe place right now, and mm-hmm. it wasn't like this when we were kids. I don't know if it wasn't like this or if it, we just didn't realize it. But I mean, I think. You know, technology has made it. Um, I think it's definitely worse. I mean, yeah. If you look at the numbers of, of disappearing kids right. and sex trafficking, I think it's definitely worse. Right. Um, I'm not sure about the sexual abuse in families. I'm right, not sure right, about right. the numbers yeah. there. Um, yeah, trafficking is definitely this uh-huh. this whole new – it, it turns my stomach to mm-hmm. even think about it because I can't even mm-hmm. – oh, it's scary. It's horrifying. Uh-huh. And a lot of times it's, it's, it's um, taken as kids who ran away mm-hmm. versus – yeah. So my daughter's seventeen. So if she goes missing, yeah, are the cops just going to say, "Well, she just ran she away. was seventeen, she ran away," yeah, right? Versus she was sex trafficked right. and she wouldn't run away. She's right. going to Edinburgh next year. She's yeah. got a plan, right? Um, so it's interesting. <laughs> Telemarketers, I'm surprised my phone. Oh my works gosh. Oh yeah. Do you have Verizon or AT and T? AT and T. Really? Because I just switched from AT and T because I couldn't get a call up here. Yeah. And then my phone. I was really bummed out because I couldn't get a call. I had AT and T and like I couldn't get a call, couldn't get a text. I was completely cut off. And then I switched to Verizon and my phone rang in my living room and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't like this now. (laughs) I got used to it the other way. Let's switch. Used to being quiet. We don't want this. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. I just it's are this this world's a scary place. Mm -hmm. It is. Do you know Thad Turner does mm-hmm. – he's – do you know he does, like, the whole – he's, like, Liam Neeson and Taken? He, like, goes to other countries and, like, 
rescues kids who have been Oh, no, taken. I hadn't heard that about him. Yeah. There's like a, I don't know if we did an article on it or not, but I remember talking to him. About, okay. Yeah. He was like a Navy SEAL. And okay. so there's this whole team and he, they all get together and like go to foreign countries and. Interesting. Yeah. Rescue traffic. And I work at the Y. And I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask him about Oops. it sometime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to direct it. What else? Um, well, Lego Group. We can talk about yeah, Lego Group. Talk about Lego um, Group. So, Lego Group is on Wednesday nights at the YMCA from five to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it Lego Group, but really, the kids play Legos. We have connects. We have mm-hmm. magnetics. We have gigantic castle blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, we play air hockey. We play foosball. Yeah. We play gigantic connect four. Yeah. Whatever the kids want to do, it's we fun. do. Um, and it has been fun. Um, we're really, my goal is to get kids in so they can make friends. Yeah. Ava comes with me most of the time mm-hmm. because he wants to make friends too. Because yeah. he's cyber schooled, so he yeah. wants friends um so it's really neat to kind of work on some interactions and to meet parents and yeah. try to be that support for those parents yeah when they're that's there. an opportunity to make contact and kind of mm-hmm. assess mm-hmm. and offer suggestions mm-hmm. and the y also has a trampoline class for lego group kids really prior to um lego group so there's they're beginning to add other okay. activities um they do drum fit mm-hmm. for kids or adults um mm-hmm. they have the programs with the adults the firefly programs with the adults mm-hmm. during the day right. that the adults can act access um or the kids can access mm-hmm. um the school kids a lot of them go on fridays from a couple of the different classrooms go right. on fridays and swim and do gym activities and mm-hmm. not necessarily drum fit but do activities right. so the wise really trying to provide more programming right. um we're looking at trying to do um programming or trying to do something for siblings mm-hmm. um looking at trying to do things for parents mm-hmm. they were we were talking about doing um like classes during Lego class, like mm-hmm. self care for for parents, right? Um, and parents who do come um, are able to sign up for a class during that time. That would be, do- you know, what I almost feel like that would be even more of a draw. And I tried to bring the girls to Lego, but Harper was going. I don't know. She just is really difficult at the end of the day. That's yeah. when she starts to melt down, and it just wasn't. Well, she's going held well. it together all day. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be a huge draw for me if I could come and take a class while they play Legos because I would take, I would bring them to Legos, but I'm also exhausted and I'm mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of kids for you to play with. You could play with kids and mm-hmm. then we could have our time when we get home, but they wanted me involved. Right. If I could go and take a class mm-hmm. and they could do Lego and then we could come home and have our dinner or snuggle time together. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Cause that, that was the idea. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure what classes are offered during that right now, yeah. but just cause nobody's asked me about it lately. So, yeah. um, but definitely looking at that mm-hmm. would be an option because we yeah. want parents to feel fulfilled. We want to mm-hmm. provide some of that gap. Yeah. We'll probably take a break for summer we usually do mm-hmm. um but i don't know that that's going to be a break of nothing or right. a break of other things other things so yeah. we're looking at what other programming we can provide during the summer right. um partly because my kid wants to get out too mm-hmm. so he wants to go to playgrounds and play yeah. with people yeah and, yeah yeah like he's made buddies at like a group he talks that's about cool. and yeah eventually they'll make it to my house probably when the weather yeah. gets nice so yeah. we'll having play dates and stuff yeah yeah Every parent is like, oh, I should bring the kids up to play with the chickens. And I'm like, this is this is actually great for us, too, mm-hmm. because now there's more people coming and going. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think that it's building connections. And someone listens to Emily's episode and reaches out to Egg- or Emily, mm-hmm. <laughs> reaches out to Emily mm-hmm. to ask questions about recovery. And I think just building that village mm-hmm. of connections is. Well, and I, I really want like I want to be that person mm-hmm. um, if families don't know where to turn because mm-hmm. it's hard to navigate the system. Yeah. And I've always told in the past the cast coordinators, whoever, mm-hmm. just give out my number. Right. <laughs> Please just give out my number. Yeah. Because if I can spend 15 minutes on the phone with somebody and help direct them in which service or what right. they need, where they need to go. You might have just saved them three months of. Exactly. Navigating and I system. know the system. I don't know Erie mm-hmm. County as well but I know right. I still know Warren County I don't right. know about wait lists or anything but I still know the system right. um, and it's it's neat for me to be able to yeah take yeah. 15 minutes and help them versus yeah. them 
losing struggle. their minds and their child having to wait longer. Right. So I, I mean, I really do. My phone number is on my Facebook page. It's on like, it's yeah. everywhere on all my business cards. Right. Like it's my number and yeah. people want to call. I'm more than willing to help guide right. them in the right direction. Right. Um, yeah. Jeff was talking about uh, like a warm, when he did the, um, Human Services Summit. Were you involved in that? I know Naka went to it, didn't she, to the family night? Um, she did. I actually did Lego group for one of the okay. one of the days that they okay. did. I brought the Legos and yeah. we were there. I was there with a couple that's of the boys cool. and he was talking about a warm handoff and I think that's, you know, a huge thing that needs to somehow be developed. It's hard though, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and it's super hard when you continue to lose providers. Mm-hmm. Um, like we lost a provider completely, but mm-hmm. when you lose therapists and there's yeah. only so many in the area and there just mm-hmm. isn't enough time or enough energy mm-hmm. or enough people to really make yeah. sure those transitions are successful. What's the, what, why is it so hard for me to find a therapist for my kids or for myself who will accept Medicaid? Like why is Medicaid for private providers? Why is that hard for them to? I believe, Except. and I'm not super big on the paneling, but I'm involved um, with Thrive Therapy mm-hmm. Space now in Erie, mm-hmm. and it's a bunch of therapists, and yeah. I like rent. Right, I rent time, and I've gotten to know some of them, and I'm starting right. to learn more about the system, um, and I can use the building. Yeah, um, but I, I believe it has to do with with paneling and who can see. Okay. Like I think their their regs are a little are, are more strict. Right, as far as who can can right. see or who can bill right. and what setting they can bill in. Okay. Like it gets super complicated. I mean, surprise, because, surprise. You know, and that's, that's 90% of the people who I think probably need services are going to mm-hmm. be looking for mm-hmm. someone who's going to be able to accept Medicaid. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's difficult. And a lot of the places, I mean, the bigger places like Beacon Light or Family right. Services, um, I imagine do, right. but then you have wait lists. Yeah. You have wait lists. And I mean, it's, it's hard to develop a rapport with, what, 70 kids, you know, or however many are on a caseload there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their caseloads are like, but I had heard at one point that it was up to 50 or 60. Well, if they're scheduling, I mean, if there's a massive wait list and yeah. they're scheduling like every other week or every three right. weeks because they can't fit them in. Right. Um, or how long do you have a therapist before they leave? Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's the other. And that's really hard. I've actually transitioned through three in the past three years. But I mean, one, so the one was a while and then um, it was like two weeks. I switched and then I had to switch again. Mm-hmm. You know, and what kind of what kind well, of therapy? Do yeah, you get? yeah, it's hard to build build a rapport when people and I get it. Like they're human, and they're they're moving, and they're, mm-hmm. they're a lot of them are young too. I've noticed. Yes, a lot of young providers or a lot of young therapists, and they're of course they're trying to build their career, so they're mm-hmm. not going to be here forever. They're starting mm-hmm. out. Well, and they don't understand. They don't understand all the nuances. Like mm-hmm. I actually did when I with the bachelor's level twenty years ago. I did outpatient mental health for yeah. Forest County. So for yeah. the, for the human services, yeah. I worked in Tynesta and Marionville. Right. Um, and I thought I knew it what I was oh, doing. Oh yeah. And I realized later I really had no idea. Yeah. I was a bachelor's level. Oh, and I was yeah. doing outpatient therapy. Right. Play therapy with kids, and right. I was doing my research at the same right. time. I don't think I harmed anybody. Yeah. Because I've thought about well, that. Right. But I had no clue what I was mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. Not a clue. And I was only there for a year before yeah. I ended up going to a different position because right. it paid more and right. I didn't have to travel as much. Right. Um, but it really was it was very challenging. It's and that's challenging a catch twenty two. I like seeing more requirements. I like seeing higher higher degrees required um, mm-hmm. to provide higher level services. But at the same time, it's frustrating for me because I'm, you know, I'm trying to get services. Well, right, you're trying you know? to find somebody. Yeah. Um and at what point does it mean we pull together a mom peer group right. instead of a therapy yeah. group? Exactly. Or- just to fill in, just to just to just to get you through that three month mm-hmm. wait list, mm-hmm. even you know. And if you can't do it in person, can we do like right. Zoom chats with? Right. I mean, how, 
how yeah. would that look? Because yeah. it needs to happen. But you know what I would love to see? And I've heard, so Faye Smith was here and she talked about peer support re- for recovery. Someone else was here. I think it might've been Mandy. And I talked about the importance of peer support for domestic violence. How great would it see, be to see like the beacon light building just filled with peer support departments, right. domestic, you know, somebody that mm-hmm. would be available mm-hmm. um, in, a, in a cohesive organized way. Right. You know? Right. And I don't, yeah, I don't know how that would look. A single point of contact would be so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and I, and I know we're not alone in this either. Yeah. Like I know Warren County and Erie County are not alone in this. Mm-hmm. And Erie County has a lot of different services to offer, mm-hmm. um, but not always accessible because of right. where people live because right. it's such a big county. Um, but it, it, and I, I know we're not alone. I just don't know what the answer is. Right. Nobody has any solutions yeah. or grants or ideas or. Yeah. Anything. That's the problem. I'm good at like big picture ideas, but then uh-huh. they're like, okay, oh, hey, how are you going to make that work? And I'm like, I, you figure that out. I gave you the idea. You know, like I, I, well, and then you go to read like grant stuff and you're oh, like, grants are horrible. Or like even, yeah, Nick and I are trying to figure out the world of, of grants grant for this writing. respite system. Yeah. And even just looking at, okay, so it's state agency I have to be connected with, but who's a state agency? Like, yeah. who do I have to partner yeah. with? Can it, like just yeah. even getting those simple answers. Yeah. Well, I am not a specialist by any means in grant writing, but I'd be more than happy to help mm-hmm. you guys if you need help with that. Cause. Uh-huh. Yeah, anything to get more services. Yeah, and Kim Slocum has been fantastic oh, yeah, um, at she's the good. Y. She's yeah. the one who usually lets me know, and she writes the grants for the Y. Um, so she's been yeah, fantastic, she's great. too. Um, so she helps me brainstorm mm-hmm. and yeah. a couple of ideas. She gets the, the, she's gotten a lot of good grants there. And the mm-hmm. Firefly thing, I think, was that the most recent grant that she um, – It's been a couple years now, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one in the um, – what's the cancer one? Um, oh, Live Strong? Live Strong, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are both great, mm-hmm. great services that have come because of Kim. She's a great, she's good at what she does. And they're walk, working on a new program for um, kids and families uh, with incarceration, incarceration in histories. Yeah. And That'd be so So awesome. that's, that's coming down the pike or it's in, yeah. in process. Um, just started, I believe. Right. So we're looking at what we can provide, but we have this smattering of right. programming and how do we mm-hmm. make sure it's accessible. Yeah. And for people who can't drive either is a whole right. other issue. Yeah. Then you got transportation. This mm-hmm. county is huge. How am I going to get here from TDU if I don't have a car? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely hard. So many things to think about. Mm-hmm. What's the, what's your favorite thing about being a provider and being in the role that you're in? Um, probably, well, I love playing with kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I play with two year olds all day long. I mean, yeah. come on. It's like, a good time. Like, it is a good time. Um, and it's really helping the parents be empowered, mm-hmm. like helping them feel successful. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it, it's me saying 50 times, you're doing a great job. Yeah. She knows you love her. Yeah. Like, 50 times over, maybe, mm-hmm. but finally seeing that light in their eyes. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, with the, with the older kids, it's the same. I yeah. love to play with the kids. I love to be, have that relationship mm-hmm. with the kids and the kids know it. And so I tell right. them, I walk in the door and usually within 10, 15 minutes of meeting a kid the first time they're in my lap, yeah. parents are like, they don't do that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't tell you, but they know Yeah, your one-year-old, two-year-old knows that yeah. I like them. Yeah. They know by the way I come When I used house. to do interviews, I would do a lot of soft news and human interest stuff. And a lot of it had to do with kids. And I remember specifically Naka's daughter, Rylan. Um, being one, but I mean, a lot of times I would walk in a house and they would just like crawl right on me. Mm-hmm. And I think you could see mom kind of relax a little bit because she was like, I don't know how this is going to go. And my right. kid has some, you know, and uh-huh. so yeah, it's fun to be able yeah. to provide that mm-hmm. relief. <laughs> but to really get the parents, they'd be able to empower the parents. Um, but they go through, even yesterday, I had a conversation with a mama who's super, super stressed out. She's mm-hmm. a single mom, little girls showing behaviors. And I, I can almost guarantee it's related to moms being stressed out mm-hmm. and mom's lack of patience yeah. right now. How do I fix that? Yeah. I can't. I have an hour, two hours a week. I'm right. going to go to the house next week early and right. try to help her. But she has to do the work. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and that's getting them motivated to do that. That's and sometimes, daunting. And some, if they're open to it, I'm texting them during the week. I'm mm-hmm. checking in. Like, mm-hmm. they're following me on Facebook. I'm trying to find other ways mm-hmm. to kind of just keep that reminder right. going. Keep um, the momentum going yes. until you can meet with them the next time. Yes. But it is definitely stressful. There's no doubt about it. Because yeah. I worry about those kiddos. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, we're at a critical stage. This yeah. kiddo's almost three. Yeah. It spins bad. Yeah. There's only I'm so much time you have. Yeah. yeah, like I'm done. At least with BHRS, when I was right. with the Achievement Center and Barbara, I could stay with kids longer. Right. We could get over this hump. Right. I'm done. Yeah. Like, and the services, the idea is three to five is mm-hmm. less intensive services, yeah. which is the idea. Right. Transitions to the IU. Right. But they don't offer the supports that we offer. Yeah. So looking at, I'm in there every week. I'm mm-hmm. talking to mom every week. They don't. They're not that intense. Right. And then you try to transfer to other services. Mm-hmm. We have wait lists or we yeah. have, you know, providers mm-hmm. who are trying to do something different than, yeah. you know, they're not connection yeah. based or they're trying to have yeah. punitive measures. Or- yeah. The the orientation towards um, intervention is is so variable across different agencies. It is. So it, I, I like the idea of having like a, a central um, point of contact that can match families' needs to the agency that's going to be, you know, best mm-hmm. suited because I think parents don't realize that either. They're like, okay, well, here's this list. Of, I'll call whoever. Mm-hmm. And maybe they need someone who's a little bit, um, you know, oriented in a certain way, but they call the wrong agency. Mm-hmm. And now they're soured toward the whole process. Well, and even the individual therapist for each, mm-hmm. each place, they yeah. don't, I mean, there's only so much supervision you can do in reality. Yeah. So the individual therapist who comes out um, may be great in one area, right. but overwhelmed in your area, yeah. like in your house yeah. or whatever, um, and not provide you with that really matched service. And right. you don't know that there's options or right. you don't you think you're just a failure and yeah. it's not going to work or we're just going to quit. Yeah. Um, but, but also how do you call up and say, Hey, I want a new therapist <laughs> Yeah. without hurting the therapist feelings. Right. And is there a new therapist? Like there's so yeah. many pieces of it. It's hard. Um, it is definitely hard, but empowering the parents yeah. to be able to provide that service. What does empowerment look like to you? If you were to walk into a home and be like, okay, this parent is disempowered. What would disempowered look like to you? Um, not in, not, not understanding attachment, not mm-hmm. understanding child development, because mm-hmm. they need to understand mm-hmm. um, if they're going to do well, um, not able to really interact with their child, mm-hmm. just not really able to, I don't want to say be in control, because that's really not what I'm looking for. Like, right. you want the parent to be the one in charge. The parent needs to be <laughs> setting limits and boundaries uh-huh. and right. not, yeah. Um, and, and be able to actually follow through with those. Right. Because a lot of times they set those, the and then they, is, I hear, I see it yeah. all the time, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they mm-hmm. threaten a punishment, or they, I'm like, mm-hmm. unless you're going to keep it, don't you do it. Don't, I, I have three things. I have three things, and I'm dead serious, and my kids know it, and it doesn't make it easy. It doesn't right. make it easier, but it, at least they know. Right. If I say the word Minecraft and gone together, <laughs> they better get their shit together, because I'm serious. Right. You know? Right. Um, but parents, some parents don't even have, like, they have to just mm-hmm. have no... No, they just don't feel like they have any power. Yes. And I don't want them to be – I don't want to use control in a punitive manner. Right. But I, they, they need to feel like they've got it. Right. And I think that if you look at the behaviors and if you look at a, a family who has made consistent efforts and you see that the child's behaviors change, it's almost like the, the anxiety and the stress goes down for them mm-hmm. because they're not they're not like what's going to happen. There's very clear expe- expectations right. and very clear consequences. Right. And that, I think – eliminates so much anxiety mm-hmm. for a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they need that boundary. But they also need to know, okay, if I do the dishes like I'm asked to, right. I'm going to get a good job right. or a hug or mom's going to appreciate it yes. and the child's going to care that mom appreciates yeah. it. Um, and it's drawing them into those family interactions mm-hmm. and being yourself, being mm-hmm. the one who's saying, I'm having a rough day today. Mm-hmm. Can you help me with this? Or yeah. I really need you to do this. Or mm-hmm. I'm really sad today because yeah. X, Y, and Z. We need to acknowledge our emotions and we yeah. need to show the kids. Yep. Um, 
we need to accept it. Yeah. Because we do have emotions, but we need mm-hmm. to show them how we feel, tell yeah. them how we feel, and show them how we appropriately handle those emotions. Yeah. yeah. And that sometimes will get us into the habit of doing it the right way. Right. Yeah. Instead of doing it, it the feeds. Wrong way. It's a cycle. It's a, it mm-hmm. feeds on itself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's so hard to take that first step and make those first mm-hmm. efforts. And, you know, maybe self care is what you need to do to, to bring your stress level down. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you start to build momentum. Mm-hmm with your kids' behaviors. Uh-huh. And, your and when they're one and two, locking yourself in the bathroom would be the only way to do it and they're screaming on the outside. Right. But at one and two, they're going to watch and see what you do there. Right. You can't necessarily right. tell them. But they need to hear, I know you're sad. I yeah. know you're angry. This is disappointing. Right. But it's going to be okay. Let's right. take some deep breaths or whatever. Because mm-hmm. even if the kid's not going to take deep breaths, if the mm-hmm. parent does, the kid's yeah. going to be watching them. Yeah. Um, so really looking at how we can empower parents mm-hmm. to do that and to take little pieces. Yeah. But also to know that we're not perfect. Yeah. Uh, none of us do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have been working with kids for 20 years and a master's degree and have three of my own and mm-hmm. I'm absolutely not perfect. Right. Um, there are days I screw up and I have to right. apologize and it's okay. And yeah. we need to apologize to our children. I think modeling, um, a little bit of humility as parents, mm-hmm. which is, that's so hard because we're talking right now about you need to be in charge. You need to set boundaries and limits, but you also need to be a little bit, mm-hmm. um, humble too mm-hmm. and admit when you're wrong. And it's hard to walk that line. Mm-hmm. I think we, I don't know. And maybe it's a generational thing. Cody was talking about the generational differences and mm-hmm. boomers, I think grew up with I'm in charge parent or kids are mm-hmm. seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. And so I internalized that mm-hmm. as a parenting model, mm-hmm. but, but, no. but kids in our generation are so different. Yeah. So we have all kinds of chemicals that we're right. feeding our children because we have right. no other options. Right. Um, we have all kinds of, there's all kinds of toxins in our world that right. were not there when we were kids. Right. So a lot of the times I'm seeing kids with disabilities or kids with special needs mm-hmm. or kids with just behavior problems that there's something else going on. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just that I refuse to cooperate. It's right. I'm unable to. There's an environmental factor. Yes. Yeah. And there's a huge environmental factor. Yeah. Um, and it is so different than what it used to be. I mm-hmm. see it in preschool classrooms all the time mm-hmm. and preschool teachers will say, what the heck happened in the last 15 years? I've been in the classrooms for 15 yeah. years. I'm seeing that. Yeah. So we're seeing and we're seeing multiple trauma. We're seeing substance abuse, mm-hmm. incarceration. Yeah. All these things happened when we were kids, mm-hmm. but it was much more rare. Yeah. Like it wasn't the They're, norm like it is now. Yeah. Well, and we're so aware of all of it too. I mean, it's, all the, the technology has brought the, mm-hmm. the, the, all mm-hmm. of the communication is mm-hmm. we know everything mm-hmm. now and it's mm-hmm. ignorance was a little bit blissful oh, absolutely <laughs> Back in the day. absolutely um but even now we have we have ele- we have electronics mm-hmm. we have technology mm-hmm. um and we have parents who sit in front of their phones all the time and mm-hmm. spit their kids in front of their phones yeah. um and i have and i'm i have to catch myself with this too because i yeah. do very much get caught up in my phone if my baby was one it would be a different story yeah. the only time i was on my phone when he was little is if i was rocking him to sleep and he was about out like right. that's or he was breastfeeding right. and was like eyes closed and wasn't paying attention to me. Right. Um, but now I walk into a house and that's where parents are playing video games in front of their phone. Mm-hmm. That baby needs you to talk to them. Yeah. Oh. Constantly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That child is not going to develop any yeah. skills if you're not talking to them and interacting with them. Mm-hmm. But it is so easy to get caught uh, up yeah. in your stinking phone. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's so rewarding, yeah. and there's a, there's a mm-hmm. reward system that happens in our brains too mm-hmm. when we play a game that has yeah. fun sounds. Because I've there's a jewel game I used to love, yeah. um, or when Candy we're crush, when man. we're getting yeah, I know we're that getting the likes. Yeah, when we get likes on our like we're looking at that social mm-hmm. media piece, we're looking for all of that, and it's yeah. rewarding in our brains, which is not a good thing. Yeah, because if it's rewarding for us, what's it doing for our children? And it's the same reward center that activates when you take an opiate or mm-hmm. you know have addiction issues and and use or drink. I mean. It's mm-hmm. the same pleasure center in your brain. It's just a different substance. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and it's addicting. Yeah. Um, and it's so hard to get parents to understand. Your child needs you to feed them mm-hmm. and pay attention to them and give them that back and forth. Yeah. Um, they're not under – some people, not all, but some people understand that. But if they weren't raised 
to do that. Like that. Or they don't remember that happening. Yeah. Or they haven't seen it happen. Right. They're not going to realize that that's yeah. so critical to infant development. Yeah. And those brains aren't developing. Yeah. And we're seeing those children who are starved for attention, yeah. who show up at daycares and preschools, starved. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do anything yeah. to get that attention. And once you hit that that line mm-hmm. when that teacher's frustrated, mm-hmm. the kid's not getting positive yeah. because the teacher just can't. Yeah. And they have 12 kids or whatever, 15, yep. 20. And, and then you start internalizing some negative self Beliefs yeah, and it and, just is this whole yep. spiral, um, yeah. and it's so hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I don't think that I could work with kids, even if I had gone through with a psychology degree instead of writing. Um, I don't think that I – because it would be really hard for me mm-hmm. to watch it happen and not be able to help. Mm-hmm. When even to be in settings, I was in a classroom yesterday where there was a kiddo who was on the spectrum, and I was um, – at one point in time, I heard that it was lead levels. Like his lead was so high, it caused mm-hmm. the disabilities. Well, he's four or five, not around here, mm-hmm. um, but he's absolutely on the spectrum. Yeah. And nobody knows how to deal with them. Yeah. They're not trained. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're great with them, but right. they're very frustrated because they don't really know what to do. And right. he's nonverbal. Yeah. Only eats certain foods. Like yeah. he needs a lot of care and he's in a classroom. Yeah. Um, and how do we provide the supports for those families where right. A, I can't just ask the parent, hey, do you have services in place? Yeah. Like I try to not pry and pry at the same time to right. try to find those supports to offer. Right. But how do we train all the daycare providers as well yeah. to help them be better parents? Because yeah. then they're at daycare all day and then they're going home to parent. Yeah. It's such a it's such a stressful system. Yeah. So how do we break that cycle how do we mm-hmm. get daycares to provide those trainings mm-hmm. that are really beneficial yeah to families yeah and parents how do we train parents mm-hmm. parents Th- don't get a manual that's the thing i mean i think it all comes down to that i mean we need to be trained how to deal with our own trauma how to be how to be reflective of our own lives mm-hmm. we need to be taught how, that it's important to to reflect on ourselves and to um reflect on what our gut is telling us those are not things that we learn right. in our lives right now. We learn how to take standardized tests. Mm-hmm. We learn how to s- sit still in our chairs. Mm-hmm. We so learn how to trouble. raise our hands to ask questions. Mm-hmm. We don't learn how mm-hmm. to be reflective, um, how to, you know, interpersonal stuff. We don't learn. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. Um, and if, if we didn't learn it, mm-hmm. um, our kids are learning. Yeah. It, if we can't teach them. So yeah. trying to find that system. So I'm trying to at least use social media for that. Mm-hmm. Um, to try to get that information yeah. out. I'm hoping to start blogging. Um, I want to start writing. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, because there's, I have so many stories to tell and we have mm-hmm. so many things that need to be said. Yeah. Um, but really looking at how we can provide that training that's mm-hmm. the most effective yeah. to the most people. Right. For them to hear it. How to get that message uh-huh. out there. Cause yeah. I can talk all day long and people are just kind of looking at me like Whatever. I'm like, they, right. Yeah. But I need to catch that glimpse of – because mm-hmm. almost all – and I want to say all – parents want to do what's best for their child. Mm-hmm. They yeah. want to. Are they capable is the question. Mm-hmm. Just like kids. All kids will do well if they can do well. Right. It's when they can't do well that they're not doing right. well. And we need to reframe that mm-hmm. from Reframing they're is- refusing to do well or they just won't to mm-hmm. they cannot. Right. And I'm seeing that a lot. Like, I've seen that a lot in classrooms. Right. And I was always, like, my heart would break when I would see the kiddos running around the classroom and the teacher super frustrated. And, yeah. and it wasn't even my kiddo that was running yeah. around the classroom. Um, but helping reframe that so that the teachers can be – can look at it a little differently mm-hmm. and maybe have more support. Yeah. Um, I, the system is just so – it's so hard it to is. see. It's so hard to it's see. It's a cultural thing, too. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, we could go on another two hours about culture. But, I mean, right, it's, right. it's so socially reinforced. Mm-hmm. So. It is. But yeah, we need to, we need to remember that if kids can do well, they do well. Mm -hmm. 
And if they're not doing well, it's because there's something else going on. And the, more, the majority of the time, when I have seen a kiddo who has been a hot mess, no matter what age they were, right. usually there was something in their past. Mm-hmm. Either there's substance abuse in the family, yeah. there's trauma. You can see it on their face. It's never just nature. It's no. never just a brain mm-hmm. issue. It's no. never just a neurochemical imbalance. It's, it's that in the context of... Of what else happened mm-hmm. to them when they were little? Their was there? Yeah. yeah, were they? How were they raised? How, and it doesn't even need to be. Months? You know, my kids. I don't. I don't feel that my kids have been dramatized. But Harper is super sensitive. So for mm-hmm. her, what may have been okay, maybe was a little bit too much for her. You know, mm-hmm. and so and then you've got personalities and temperaments and goodness of fit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you've got a kiddo who just doesn't fit in with the family unit, right. no matter what you do. And right. And how do you how do you empower them yeah. to be successful in that family yeah. setting and to be able to to mold a little bit but mm-hmm. to be their own person right because it's those people who don't mm-hmm. fit that are very successful yeah uh, my youngest too especially especially able super sensitive is he um so he's very in tune to things yeah. uh when he tried kindergarten it did not go well um being in a classroom full of kids bunch mm-hmm. of kids getting in trouble yeah um he still talks about the few times he got in trouble which were usually mistakes because yeah. he doesn't get in trouble um he still talks about it. it's been a year and a half mm-hmm. like almost a year and a half because yeah. it was last yeah he's first grade now yeah um but those kiddos who are super sensitive how mm-hmm. do we catch that yeah help them process that and help them leave it because he's still yeah. talking about it yeah. like and it was well and it can be yeah. a strength we need to reframe and that's again mm-hmm. reframing but i mean they're they're um maybe what we see as deficits aren't deficits they're mm-hmm. they're um gifts that we need to learn how to turn to our advantage I like that gifts because yeah. I think of it in myself as a gift but it's exhausting yeah. if I'm reading people all yeah. day long every day because mm-hmm. I've gotten really good at reading yeah. that, at reading people um, I'm reading them all day long every day I'm exhausted and now I know why my mom didn't sleep a lot because yeah. I've had those moments when I didn't yeah. sleep and there was one time well there's been several I've had lots of nights of in- insomnia but around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep one night and I was up and my phone goes off at like two o'clock in the morning it was one of my families out of the other county mm-hmm. who uh the dad had just died oh jeez. so um I just happened to be up mm-hmm. and and then I realized why I was awake yeah. why I couldn't sleep because it because then I could pro- walk her through right. helping her children deal with the trauma in the middle of the night and right. help her deal with the trauma um and it's still a complicated messy situation unfortunately yeah. I'm still in there yeah. um but I was able, like, that was a reason why I couldn't mm-hmm. sleep. Like, like knowing that. But I know my mom didn't sleep a lot. Yeah. Because she was too busy worrying about her girls and yeah. she was so overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, so I, at least my car rides help me decompress. Is that like a boundary for you? Is that like a, a, Space. I have, I have no of, boundaries. No. <laughs> I was going to say, how are your I'm boundaries? Horrible. No, I'm horrible with boundaries. I yeah. have to be very careful because yeah. I am bad with boundaries. Yeah. Um, I, I, my mom always was too. We love. Yeah. And we. It's when it's not natural to draw support. boundaries. Yes. So I struggle with that, to be honest. Um, I don't leave work at work. I never do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm doing paperwork at home. I always have. Mm-hmm. Um, but that car ride helps me either refocus on something else if I'm li- right. depending on what I'm listening to, switch masks. or if I need to, occasionally I'll turn on music and mm-hmm. just space out, cry yeah. or space out or whatever yeah. I need to do. Um, I know which music is triggering for me, so I know mm-hmm. which music I listen to when I want to cry yeah. and what music I don't when I yeah. don't want to cry. Um, so really, like using that time before I get home, and then I can go home and be to get into home. that mindset yeah. yeah unfortunately i mean my kids i don't have kids close together mm-hmm. um my oldest is 21 sienna's 17 and abel's seven so yeah. like we did that huge distance thing yeah. and my 21 year old is on his own and right. coming to visit this afternoon i haven't seen him in a while i mean he doesn't live like more than five miles away right. but we know how kids just yeah you know, we don't come home especially anymore. at that age uh-huh. i don't think i ever uh-huh. came home yeah um and <laughs> 
so it's 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 they they need different things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Sienna's much more independent. She's seventeen. She's going to college next year mm-hmm. for early childhood and deaf education. Yeah. So we're taking a sign language class together on oh, Thursday nights really? up in Jamestown. Oh, it's wanna, super cool. I want to hear. I want to get the details of that because I want to learn sign language. Oh, I don't know why. I just cool. would love to know it. Oh, I remember when I worked at Starbucks, there was one barista um, who could speak sign language, and she changed this guy's life. Like he uh-huh. couldn't communicate with anyone, uh-huh. you know, on a on a uh-huh. daily basis. But he would come to Starbucks every day uh-huh. once he realized that she could speak sign language, yeah. just to have that moment where nice. they spoke. Yeah. I've always loved it. I've taken classes before, but I haven't used it. I've yeah. used enough in EI to be able to talk right. to kids. Yeah. Um, but she wants to go into that. And that's a new field at yeah. Edinburgh. So cool. we're taking the cl- this classes up at the resource center. It's through the, uh, I'm not sure, yeah. deaf access services, I okay. think through Buffalo. Right. Um, but it's at the resource center in Jamestown. Okay. Um, but it's super uncomfortable for me to go into someplace where I'm not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I did not practice enough last week. My daughter did. She showed us all up. Yeah, um, but I it's 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 been eye opening for me to go into a setting yeah. where I'm just not proficient and yeah. just good at it. And yeah, because I just didn't practice I think, enough. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at at work too. I I gravitate towards things where it's easy for me to fake. Because it comes naturally, and then uh-huh. when it doesn't come naturally, I'm like, Ugh. right, Ugh. right. And I yeah. well, like I feel like the last because I was in BHRS for so long, I mm-hmm. did the BSCMT piece for. 13 years, mm-hmm. almost 13 years. So it got to the point where it was just like routine. Like right. there was nothing new. There was nothing novel. Like right. it wasn't, I wouldn't say it's boring because it was never boring, right. but it didn't tax my brain. And then yeah. I get into EI like two years ago and this business garbage, like yeah. business garbage, developing this, like right. opening my business, my brain like never yeah. stops. Yeah. Um, so it's neat for me to see that I can still grow my brain. Yeah. And teaching, I have to relearn, yeah. like I'm doing human development this semester. So mm-hmm. the last two weeks has been infant and toddler, which is right. my area. Right. So it's been great. But but now we're going into everything else that right. I could not that I care less about it, but it's not right. My, but it's not your area, not my forte at this point. Yeah. Um, so I'm relearning everything too. But like yeah. my brain, like it's so weird. It's neat oh. and invigorating, but mm-hmm. it's, it's it's weird. You have to be really careful though, because I'm the same way, and I love learning and I love mm-hmm. learning new things and um, like having philosophical conversations and getting my brain totally jacked up. But then I've got to decompress. Like I've uh-huh. got to shut that shit down way before bedtime. Right. If I want to sleep. Can't sleep. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and that's a lot of the reason I wasn't sleeping, I think, at one point, because yeah. I was so excited about things, because I get super yeah. excited, and yeah. so many ideas, and one yeah. of my therapists and I would always chat on Messenger, like, mm-hmm. late at night, and all her good ideas, and I'd be like, oh, now I can sleep. Yeah. Um, but, like, really looking at, yeah, like, it's crazy. Yeah. But it's weird to, it's neat, because I've learned so much, and my mm-hmm. my perspective has changed so much in the last couple of years mm-hmm. from all the learning I've done. Yeah. Um, and it's neat to be able to to share that information with my college students. Right. So I'm hoping at least, and I keep, t- and I'll, I'll often tell them, if you remember nothing else from this class, remember this or this. Like right. when you're a parent, call me. My number will be the same. If call you have up. questions about parenting, call right. me. Like like trying yeah. to express the importance of, so at least 60 kids this semester, 60 kids last semester. Yeah. Hopefully they'll at least, well, 70 last semester, at least they'll have the right. basics to parenting when they get there, right. if they remember anything I talk about. <laughs> anything at all. I do. I do. Uh-huh. I remember um, from, uh, you know, a thousand years ago being in a developmental psych class, and I remember uh-huh. I remember that stuff. So It's amazing how, like, I messaged my psych uh, teacher mentor from college because mm-hmm. I did um, my senior year of high school here. I went to the Christian school. I did mm-hmm. JCC. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't remember, like, my intro to psych class because I took it all then and right. human development then. Right. Um, but then when I got to Roberts Wesleyan College, mm-hmm. I emailed my professor last year. Yeah. And I'm like, just so you know, this is what I'm doing, and yeah. I thought of you, and yeah. I remember you often when I 
teach these things and he, yeah. he taught human sexuality too which of course when I was 18, 19 was super embarrassing <laughs> right? but he was so stoic and he, he was, just was so matter of fact so when I talk about it now I can be very matter of fact yeah. with my students yeah. and like really looking back at who influenced us and who made yeah. an impact in our world Yeah, I mean he really really did and that mm-hmm. was 25 years ago because right. here I am 44 I mean I graduated when I was 21 so mm-hmm. 23 years since I've seen yeah. him um, I feel old yeah but you internalize all that stuff you internalize uh-huh. all those I I think back to even high school teachers that so i'm really hoping my college students do yeah. that and i'm talking about self-care with them talking with families mm-hmm. talking with daycare yeah. about self-care really trying to get people to, to at least breathe mm-hmm. like legit yeah. just breathe yeah and it's hard to remember <laughs> to do. nothing it else seem... it is hard because mm-hmm. we get all tense and then we just don't realize that yeah. we need to take some deep breaths and there's there... some science behind that yeah there are times i'm laying in bed at night and i've been laying there for 20 minutes thinking why can't i fall asleep and then i'm like just Oh, I, I need, need to, to relax breathe. my shoulders. <laughs> right? Like my shoulders are still rock hard because I've been carrying everything on them all day, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. So because we, yeah, we tense up mm-hmm. and then, but we need being to intentional breathe. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of thought. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could talk all day on human yeah. or infant development and parenting, yeah. but I think we hit the yeah. core. What's your, has your experience of parenting been what you thought it would be? Um, I, I think with my older two, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Abel was that surprise. And when he when I found out I was pregnant with him, Serena was in the hospital, had mm-hmm. just had back surgery. Yeah. So it was a whole different world. Right. Because when I had him, then I also had her. Yeah. And she was so much different from yeah. what she'd been before. So I feel like for him, it's been very much a team effort. Mm-hmm. My husband is very involved That's with him. Good. Um, my daughter is very involved with mm-hmm. him. So she was the substitute for me. Yeah. Um, because she would give him that that girly love and right. care. My husband's not as right. loving and dovey. He's <laughs> right. goofy and they have their own things. Right. But he's not that lay in bed with me right. type of yeah. dad. Type of dad. Um, which is fine. It works out well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. It's been interesting. Because I do feel very guilty about a lot of what Abel missed out on. Because he never got the spontaneous, mm-hmm. let's just go to the park, mom. Right. Because we always had to plan right. for caregiving. Right. Or make it someplace where I could take her. Yeah. Um, and my older two had that until she moved in when my daughter was seven. Mm-hmm. So they had that until yeah. they were older. Um, so this this summer is going to be neat. Cause I, yeah, you're going to experience go that things. for the first time. Yes. Because he be keeps fun. saying, we go to the playground. Um, Honey, it's it's a little cold. <laughs> a little but we will when it gets warmer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't care if it's cold. Um, so it'll be interesting. So his has been his was very different from my yeah. older two, um, and we always made it work, and and we just powered through, and it was right. always, I mean, it was always okay. Right. Um, I know my stress level was ginormous, I, and yeah. I was having panic attacks constantly, yeah. um, and that has all for the most part simmered down. So yeah. I know it was situationally related, yeah. um, but it'd be neat for him to see because he would even have to. Like he got to the point where he could read my face and right. see how stressed I was. Yeah. And I, I would see him reading my face. I'm like, oh, that's a hard thing. Dude, you yeah. know, how do I let this happen? But I, I picked that up as a kid. Uh-huh. My mom, you know, had some issues and I learned how to, how to read and adjust my behavior to my dad was the same way. Yeah. When know? he was still in the house, he had some yeah. mental health issues, some yeah. significant issues and I would interpret, but I didn't want yeah. my kid to have to I know, do that. I know. And that's, I see my kids doing that with me, but they can just, and part of it I think is normal. I think that's normal. We learn to do that, but I, I internalize it. And I maybe, think right. That. Maybe we're just more sensitive yeah, to it because I think, we're yeah. feeling guilty about those. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, and that could be it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been, 
it's a different world because mm-hmm. Ava was so sensitive. C was always sensitive, but she was a girl. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Yeah. Like culturally, it was okay yeah. Yeah. for her to be sensitive. Yeah. Um, and w- and I could, I mean, her and I connected. So I mm-hmm. understood where that came from. Mm-hmm. And she was a girl. It was okay. Yeah. Um, Abel's been a little different because he's not. Yeah. Um, so it's been a little different. I mean, I'm fine with it, but, right. you know. How do you mitigate that? Because if you're, and I think we want to teach our sons, and especially boy moms, I think we want to teach our sons to be okay with that and mm-hmm. to sort of destigmatize those things for mm-hmm. future men. How mm-hmm. do you? How do you how do you navigate that? Well, and it, it's definitely been a struggle uh, mm-hmm. because my husband and I do approach things very differently. Mm-hmm. But he's gotten re- he's generally lets me take the lead, mm-hmm. um, and has definitely been super impressed. Actually, listened to some of my thoughts about what's been going on yeah. with our little guy and how to help him. And mm-hmm. it's and he's changed his perspective too. So it really like he cries, he cries. Mm-hmm. I cuddle him. I'm like, it's all right. Take deep breaths. Yeah. Let's talk about it. And yeah. it's it's over. And yeah. it's gotten much better, I've noticed. Yeah. He's not nearly as sensitive as he was. Right. But pulling him out of school helped. Yeah. Um, and doing the cyber school thing makes a huge difference for yeah. him. And it made it for my daughter because she's been cyber schooled since sixth grade. Uh-huh. Um, since the middle of sixth grade. So mm-hmm. it's made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm sheltering them. Yeah. And, and I, I I go back and forth whether that's good or bad. Right. But I, I want to control my kids' interactions. And I right. know what's happening. Right. I know what happens in school. Right. Um, and if I have the opportunity and the ability to yeah. be if it in works control for you guys. of that. Right. And it does. It's And fantastic. that's all that matters. Right. And it wouldn't have worked when my older kids were younger, younger. Mm-hmm. Like, we couldn't have done it yeah. then. So it, it's like the perfect, the perfect yeah. storm. But it's a perfect yeah. situation at the if moment because it works well. Abel's learned more in mm-hmm. cyber school than he probably would have learned in public because yeah. of his anxiety. I think and there's a lot of kids like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids who struggle to be successful and then you see them mm-hmm. with, you know, addiction issues or, um, you know, criminal justice issues. And it's because they just were not successful in that setting. Mm-hmm. Right. You need to be in a setting where you can be successful. Yeah. And our, our educational system isn't set up for right. all these differences. Well, and I think even if it's, even if it's maybe when they're younger, if early you, you use, mm-hmm. you know, an alternative setting, an alternative education setting to build you know, self-esteem and, and self-efficacy mm-hmm. and confidence and independence. Yeah. Then maybe, you know, mm-hmm. later on, even if you don't, even if you're, you know, cyber school the whole way through, but you're still going to have more confidence than mm-hmm. you, you might be going backwards mm-hmm. if you force. Right. In a, in a, inappropriate placement well and every every kid is different mm-hmm. um and every setting is different mm-hmm. and it's finding what actually fits because some kids do fantastic in public yeah. school or in private school mm-hmm. or wherever yeah some kids do fantastic and some kids don't yeah um that's a hard really one for well. me too uh-huh. I, I because my parents were very boomer boomeresque and you know bootstraps and we don't discuss things and so it's hard because i want to break those cycles I'm, i want to break those generational cycles but at the same time they're so internalized so there's a lot of cognitive dissonance in my parenting that mm-hmm. stresses me out you know but you're aware of it yeah yeah and, and i think that's through it. i think that's all you can do mm-hmm. as a parent that's my advice to any parent who's struggling you know just be aware of it and you know take it moment to moment mm-hmm. and you're doing the best you can and mm-hmm. i think if that's true and you really can say i'm doing the best that i can and i have the best of intentions then and kids know intentions. Yes, they do. They, do. they know if you want, if you're intending yep. to be mm-hmm. to be kind and to mm-hmm. be good, and they also know if you're intending to not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you need to really be able to look at your parenting mm-hmm. as as openly as possible. Yeah. And and I think when I was younger, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. You know, you didn't. You didn't evaluate your own process. Right, right. Yeah. But also to go to therapy if you need to, or to get mm-hmm. family therapy, yeah. or to get a parenting group, or mm-hmm. to whatever. Yeah. It needs However, to it is to be if it's online, even to be willing to look at the way you're doing things mm-hmm. and to maybe make little tweaks if mm-hmm. needed for your children and seek feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
That's yeah. hard. It's hard to do because you don't <laughs> yeah. want. I don't want back. to be confronted <laughs> with the fact that I want to pretend that I'm doing great. I don't want to it's know what It's them. The kids are jerks. It's not my parenting. Well, every time I get my, <laughs> my student evaluations back from classes, because they do evaluation after after each semester, um, I was like, okay, am I ready? Am I ready to read this? Am right. I ready? And right. it's usually 99% good, but there's always one of like, too many videos, right. or I don't like going off top. There's always somebody who doesn't like right. something. Um, and I've gotten much better at weeding that out that, and yeah. focusing on the positive. But yeah. it, I used to be very in tune to the negative, mm-hmm. my own negative yeah. self-talk and then yeah. anything else I perceived from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten much better in the last probably six, seven, eight years. I think that comes with age. I think it does. I yeah, think it, it does. does. Too. I think mm-hmm. you, eventually you just get to a point where you're either mm-hmm. so exhausted that you have a breakdown mm-hmm. or you just are like, I can't anymore. Yeah, it I just doesn't, I don't care anymore. Right. Right. So. right. I know I do good at this. and Yeah. Yeah. Or I, or I can get better or I can yeah. improve. So, yeah. Right. And that, that I've had a lot of that over the last couple of years just because I mm-hmm. went into a new area. Yeah. And then teaching was completely new for mm-hmm. me. I mean, I love to talk. Right. So that wasn't an issue. And I love standing in front right. of people. Um, but teaching was entirely new for me. Yeah. So getting feedback was important, mm-hmm. hard, but important. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more I know I'm doing my best and right. I'm doing what I know to do, the more right. open I am to yeah. getting You have to feedback. have experiences, good and bad, in order mm-hmm. to, to really solidify your self-concept, I think. And different people are different. And I dislike, uh, I dislike a lot of the, um, you know, criteria for diagnosing personality disorders because mm-hmm. I think a lot of your self-concept and, and a watery sense of self is – I just don't feel like that's completely abnormal. Into your thirties, even you're still right. You're still figuring out who you are. You're still collecting evidence for you know. I like that word. You know, I like that phrase, collecting evidence. Yeah, you are. You still don't know who you mm-hmm. are. Yeah. I mean, I feel much more confident in who I am at 44 right. than I would have at right. earlier. But um, since my mom passed, that's really been when I've grown mm-hmm. so much yeah. um, because that was so traumatizing mm-hmm. um, that I've really grown. And that's the thing with Abel too. He lost my mom when he was three. Um. His dog when he was four. Yeah. His grandma when he was – no, yeah. So his his great-grandma when he was yep. four, and we just lost another dog the last month. I saw that. Um, so he has had so much. Right. Lost. And then Serena leaving. And yeah. she was part of his life right. for his entire life because right. she lived there from before he was born. Right. So, like, he has had so much loss. And that's the other thing that makes yeah. me – Worry about his sensitivity mm-hmm. because he he has. I never. My great grandfather died when I was I think six, mm-hmm. and then I didn't have another loss like that yeah. again until besides a few animals. Yeah, until I was an adult. Yeah, like when I was pregnant with C, my grandfather and my great yeah. grandmother both passed away. Um, but we don't experience that. So yeah. what is it like for little ones who yeah. experience that or experience those losses of parents going to jail, right. parents leaving, right. all of these kiddos in single-parent families, right. um, super little ones I have mm-hmm. that don't have a dad or don't mm-hmm. have a consistent dad? What is mm-hmm. that loss like for them when they yeah. don't know yeah. when they're coming back, if they're coming back? Absolutely. And Crazy. as a kid, it's you can you, you somebody can reassure you all they want, but you're not going to internalize a, a reassurance until you have evidence. Right. Well, in these Abel's, it was when they were gone, they were gone. Yeah. There's no coming back. Right. Um, so he hasn't had that in and out. Right. I can't imagine kiddos who yeah. have that inconsistent in Oof. and out yeah. would be hard. Yeah. And sometimes it's just one of the mitigating factors for the A scores, the mm-hmm. adverse childhood experience yep. scores, and any sort of trauma is that connection with that person. Right. And sometimes a we can be that person, whether it be a neighbor is yep. that person, a grandmother is that mm-hmm. person, a therapist is that person. Yes. We are one more person. Do you know, I, I growing up, I knew a set of twins who had a lot. I mean, ACEs wasn't a thing back then, but if you were to do an ACEs score for them now, they'd be uh, over the total okay. amount. And 
but they turned out so good, but they had a secure attachment with each other. It doesn't matter who you have Mm -hmm. a secure attachment with, as long as you have a secure attachment Mm -hmm. with someone, even if you're not even two children, I think that, that one attachment, that's all you need is one strong. Mm -hmm. I know this person is going to be here. Right. Right. You need that for brain Mm -hmm. develop. You need that for security. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's nice when we can be, that substitute person mm-hmm. at least and hopefully transition that to mom but right. even so down the road at least they can say okay i had this therapist this mm-hmm. therapist who cared about me right. and occasionally i still run into or occasionally yeah. i check up on or um really looking at sometimes we can be that person yeah but but even empowering neighbors mm-hmm. to be that person yeah. because we've really stepped into yep. this my own little life mm-hmm. this atmosphere. very individualized yes we're not mm-hmm. connected with neighbors anymore right. we're not connected with extended family a lot mm-hmm. of times which sometimes is better for families but yeah we don't have those additional yeah. caregivers those additional yeah figures to help mitigate some right. of those issues i had a kiddo who lived behind me when i lived downtown and he um he was in his t- he's probably a sophomore junior in high school a lot of you know generational issues substance abuse you know active you know selling drugs in the home and just a lot of stuff going on for this kid and he would come and sit on my porch and it was awkward and i I was uncomfortable with it kind of because he was at an age i just was like i don't know what you're doing here but i'm gonna let you be here because i think you need to be and i said something about college he goes well i can't go to college and i said well why not and he goes well none of my none of my family went to college and i'm like you can He's like, really? Like, he had no idea that there right. was even an opportunity for him right. to do better because right. this is what it is, mm-hmm. you know? So it doesn't, I don't know. I remember, you know, one or two people that did that for me. And so, yeah, it's. It, it, right, it makes a huge difference having that person, that mentor, even in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I have kiddos that I worked with 12 years ago mm-hmm. who would still see me when they were in high school and mm-hmm. they would run out of classrooms to come say hi to me. Yeah. So they knew I cared yeah. about them. And I know people experience that with my mom, too. Yeah. Like they still years, years, yeah. years, years past would still talk about her. Yeah. Or I've worked with families that had worked with her. Right. And now I'm working with families who worked with me right. when they were kids. Right. So really looking at how do we continue that level of care and yeah. that support and to be able able to provide that relationship to even the parents mm-hmm. um, but especially the kids yeah. to be able to really help them succeed life is hard yeah our life yeah, yeah and it continues to get harder mm-hmm. and scarier and yeah we need support systems yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what changed i think it's just the generational changes and the technology and everything you know my parents grew up very differently from the way mm-hmm. that i did and they seemed more in control of themselves as parents than i feel mm-hmm. but i don't know which is better you know yeah because there is so much more i mean i wish we could take away social media i wish mm-hmm. we could take away electronics wish we could take away the internet right. all of that because it, it adds such a different degree because mm-hmm. we're not parenting our kids our electronics are yeah um and they're occasionally able will say a phrase not inappropriate because he knows what's inappropriate <laughs> but he'll occasionally say a phrase I'm like where did he get that from mm-hmm. and then i'll hear it on a youtube video and i yeah. know that's where he got it from yeah so being very aware that the things you are watching and the things you are hearing and seeing are the things that your child and yourself are going to use you're going to say i'm very careful at what i watch and what i Mm -hmm. listen to yeah Um, i don't watch horror movies because i don't like that piece i don't listen to music that has inappropriate language in it because i don't like that right but i don't want that in my head right like so enable and i've had conversations about how we don't there's things that we don't watch right because we don't want to put that in our head. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are what you eat. And I think people don't take into account that what you eat includes what you watch, what you hear, what you think, what you, mm-hmm. what you mm-hmm. internalize and accept from other people, even the behaviors and the, mm-hmm. and the words that you accept from others. Mm-hmm. Even some of the shows that we watch, like, and I, I'm careful about what I watch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch a whole heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. But some of the shows that I watch, I wonder how much of 
just the negativity and the drama mm-hmm. that's yeah. in like reality TV. Kids think oh, it's a real thing. <laughs> and like, no, 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 it's, yeah. it's not real. Yeah. The Kardashians, they're that not, is not real. <laughs> that is not an accurate representation of no. that, but, like human life. <laughs> no, no. Like, and that's what kids are trying to find that. Mm-hmm. The, I don't even know. I see commercials for some of them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't even sit yeah. and watch two seconds of that. But it's not what life is like. Right. You're getting it. You're getting an inaccurate right. representation of what you think life should be like. Right. You're not going to be rich. Right. You're not going to have. You're going to have to work your hiney off. Yeah. Um. To put food on the table. Right. Unless you find that thing that, that really. One thing. Right. And if you're good with money, but none of that is a reality show. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, even if even if we do ingest it, at least having a conversation about it. My girls and I, you know, so we do ingest a lot more. We encounter a lot more. They. I'm pretty. I'm. I tend to be a pretty hands off parent. And let them come to me when they need to. But at the same time, if I hear them repeating something or if I hear, mm-hmm. you know, we, we stop and sit down and we have a conversation about it and we, you know, mm-hmm. there's always a little bit of education and, and back and forth mm-hmm. trying to mitigate it. Just trying right. to be like, okay, well, I know that you saw this. And so that's a part of the world and let's mm-hmm. talk about it so mm-hmm. you can be on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, ca- it's catching it and mm-hmm. being aware of that and catching that yeah. and having those conversations. But a lot of parents just, it, yeah, it just comes down to being don't. engaged. You have mm-hmm. to force yourself. I have to force myself. Oh my gosh. Every day I have to force myself. I have to be like, I'm not getting on my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. We are going to sit down and have dinner and I have to force it, but mm-hmm. it has to happen. Right. It does. It does. And it feels good when it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a matter of making it happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, parenting is hard. <gasps> parenting is incredibly hard. And I think it is much more different and difficult than it was when mm-hmm. our parents were. Sure kids yeah. or, or our parents were parenting us when right. we were kids um and i'm I, it's just it's a different hard mm-hmm. because i know life was hard for right. our grandparents i mean they had to work really right. hard and now we have all these luxuries and all these yeah all this ease of access to everything but yeah. it's hard but we're having to work extra hours we're having to work uh-huh. extra long we're having to disengage ourselves from our families more often and for longer periods of mm-hmm. time to pay for the luxuries, mm-hmm. to pay for the conveniences. Mm-hmm. The convenience of a loaf of bread that yeah. we could have made in the kitchen or grandma right. could have made. Yeah. Like it's definitely, it's a different world. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think there's, I think it's, it's a different hard. Yeah. But it's incredibly challenging and I'm concerned about what the next yeah, 50 years is going to look like yeah. for the next couple generations yeah. because we're going down a bad, bad road. Yeah. And our, leadership is not none of the leadership that we that is controlling this country is right helping with that right because it's all of them <laughs> yeah. all of them are a problem are any yeah. of them not corrupt or any of them no i don't think you get to that level i mean that's that's the that's the system that we've set up for ourselves mm-hmm. though i mean that's how you get ahead and so no one who gets to that level of politics mm-hmm. is going to be without their shady business in their past so. yeah and their their what, what whatever they're bought and paid like mm-hmm. their their own agenda mm-hmm. yeah i've thought about going into politics down the road I'm like oh, i don't God. have enough a i don't have enough skeletons in my closet i have none yeah um and i, I i'm not corrupt enough yeah i couldn't be I'm, bought i'm way too uh make it direct and straightforward and uh-huh. i'm way too blue collar i'm not gonna play the games i'm not uh-huh. gonna i'm not gonna put on the fancy dress and go uh-huh. to the party and sip the wine and you know which is exactly what we need in yeah. office but yeah. nobody's going where it's it would yeah. make it beyond our it's, i mean that's a that's a requirement of the job and i'm not interested in participating yeah. so yeah um yeah i think about um oh who's the who's the guy um jesse the one guy who's been to every county in pennsylvania he's like blue collar and um i don't know he's a politician but he's okay. he's super he's super outside of it all okay and he never has no chance to really get that high in politics right right you don't have, but it's right. a bummer because he's what we need right you know? right there's a lot of people that yeah there's a lot of that yeah. would be really good but they're not corrupt mm-hmm. enough to 
Yeah, so I get I, I get I get very very discouraged about that. Yeah, I, and I need to stay away from. Oh, I don't. My husband pays attention and and <laughs> fills me in. Um, mm-hmm. but I he gets very frustrated. I get I try to stay out of it because yeah. I can't. I just get super down when I think about yep. the future of mm-hmm. our country, and so I try to focus on the families and yeah. focus on the work that we're doing locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, focus on individuals because yeah, it's very frustrating. It's terrifying. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I, that's a good word. I've used that word many times. Yeah. It's terrifying uh, watching it develop. I don't know. When we can even teach our kids really about it because it's not logical. Right. It's not logical. It doesn't it's make sense. It's not ethical. Right. But I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. What like, there's no way to, to, to discuss it without using words like uh, corrupt and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. evil and yeah. bought and paid for. It just isn't any. And that's, yeah. yeah, I feel bad. Yeah. And there are, I mean, there are some people, there are some that are in representative. Like, sure. There are some that are. Right, ethical, but there's they're a never going to make only it. Yeah, there because they point. aren't willing to be bought and paid for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's my super negative view of. No, government. I I'm completely agree. It's yeah. Sometimes I wish that we could just like all go off the grid and all just go back. Uh-huh. To the, but let's just go back to the barter system. Yes. Let's go back to just being nice to each other mm-hmm. and live off the land. Yeah, and I wonder how many chronic diseases would go away if we. <laughs> I mean, like, literally had to live off of nature. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the food industry and the way that you know everything is provided and prepared and and or and preserved, not, right? <laughs> right, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's super scary. It's not natural. It's not a natural state for for mm-hmm. a lot of food to be in. That's why I love being up here. We I can butcher my own chickens now, mm-hmm. so I can control, right. you know, the content mm-hmm. of the meat. Um, I would love to get goats and do milk and, and that's yeah. We get local grown. Um, uh, my uncle has beef mm-hmm. and uh, pigs, so yeah. we get every year we get from him. So right. the majority of our that stuff comes from there. Yeah, um, and we pay for it, but it's right. still. It's, I mean, it's a lump sum, but it's still right. better than what we're paying in the store. Yeah, um, and we have chickens for eggs. Yeah, so at least we have. Yeah. We can't butcher chickens. My husband's too soft about animals. We've yeah. tried it before. We've yeah. taken him to the Amish to be butchered, but it, right. he is too sad. So yeah. we just don't. Yeah. <laughs> Harper wants to learn how to do it, and I'm not sure if she's – but at the same time, I'm thinking if she's cognitively and developmentally ready to uh-huh. say, I'd like to I'd like to witness the process, then I guess let her witness yeah. the process. I mean, but I won't do it with a hatchet again, ever again. Yeah. I will never – no, we're going to have to get a cone. I'm going to okay. have like a cone, and you just put them in the cone and, you know, um, cut the – cut the artery in their neck and it's so much less traumatic for everyone <laughs> yeah i watched my uncle do it once when i was a kid and i, I can't with a hatchet it running around and yeah that's where out and yeah no. yeah i will never forget it nope i don't I have no uh-huh. interest in that but the cone is nice and it's it's pretty they pretty much pass out by the time all that blood drains to their little head you know and then right, so right. it's not they're not flapping and screaming and that's not, a bonus yeah. that's a bonus yeah um but yeah i mean it's definitely i mean how old were our grandparents <laughs> when they learned how to do that when they watched it i'm sure they were younger than harper yeah so. Um, it's part of life. Right, right. And it was part of, yeah. maybe, I mean, it was just part of life. That's right. what they did. That's there how was you, no emotion attached to it. Yeah. It was just, this is what we need to do yeah. to eat. Yeah. And I mean, you know, pets are great, but I think, I like that they're developing a relationship with, um, you know, animals that can potentially be food. I always think about what if we do lose some infrastructure? Right. What if we, right. what if we need to rely on the fact that mom can butcher a chicken, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? So right. Right. it's not bad skills for them to have if they're interested in learning them and it would be nice to be able to be independent and mm-hmm. to be assured that's that what i love. You could survive on what yep. you have in your pantry and yep. what you have in your yard mm-hmm. for a while yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's, that is empowering and those are the things that we worry about <laughs> on top of everything else that we worry <laughs> right. about right <laughs> but it is empowering to know that you can at least have enough yeah. food stocked up or I you can, care can for yourself you can care for yourself mm-hmm. you can chop wood if you have to yeah. you can yeah mm-hmm. 
And that's, I think that's where I struggle with the girls. I'm trying to empower them. My job is not to be their friend. My job is not to make it easy for them. And I cannot prepare the world for them. All I can do is prepare them for the world. Mm -hmm. And that's my job. And I, I guess that's where I get really stressed out because I was that kid, at, you know, 18, 19, who was not ready to be set free by a long shot. Okay. And I don't want those, I don't want them to go out and have to deal with that, you know? Right. So that's right. where most of my anxiety comes from. You well, and, and they, t I, I always assumed it got easier when you they got older. It doesn't. It doesn't. It does. Well, I always assumed once they moved out, you could stop worrying about them. Oh, that's yeah, a huge no. bummer. No. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So once you have them, you have them for life. Mm -hmm. So if you have multiples, be warned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You will worry about them forever. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. That's just what it is. Um, and depending on if you have faith or not, you pray for them. Or mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of families, that's what right. that's what gets you through. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know my mom prayed for me and everyone else in this county probably <laughs> right. many, many, many nights when yeah. she couldn't sleep. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy hard. world. Do you have anything that I didn't ask you about? I want to make sure that I we covered I everything so. that you wanted to talk about because it's really – We covered – Okay. I don't think so because we covered Lego. We talked about yeah. – the haircut and photo day yeah. that I will we, send me the on. information for that okay. and I'll make sure that I push it. If you have stuff that you share on Facebook for, you know, initiatives and stuff like that, I'll always share. Yeah. Cause I'll, it'll definitely be on Facebook once okay. we get it finalized and right on. get all the people and I already got a couple of hairdressers. <laughs> so we just need, that's good. Get one more. And yeah, that's something I, I think that people don't realize when they, see a special needs kid or they see a kid who needs a little bit more than they think that they should need or they think that you're coddling them and it's not you're just meeting their their needs and, where they're um, at yeah, yeah meeting mm -hmm. them where they're at and uh well and even sometimes i mean i know for some of my families i've worked with going to get a haircut is mm -hmm. traumatic oh. because you as the parent are thinking oh my gosh we're mm -hmm. in this place and my kid's freaking out mm -hmm. and everybody's looking at us mm -hmm. um and then to have to pay for it yeah. it's incredibly stressful yeah. so um last time we did it it, it was free That's we, awesome. we got enough donations um yeah. Um, and Hookstown Holidays helped us oh, out. Cool. Has helped us out yeah. too. They've been a great um, support. That's awesome. um, so looking at how we can make sure we have enough money mm -hmm. because money, as we know, is a huge stressor. Yeah. And if we can provide that special, that family with special needs, an hour of relaxation mm -hmm. yeah. in a setting where they can just go, like we did the Santa pictures mm -hmm. and stuff, where you can go, not worry if the kid's going to have a tantrum, right. where there's OTs, PTs, speech therapists, behavior mm -hmm. specialists. Like we had so many teachers, so many volunteers yeah. um, that, that would come to help with all these events who know the kids somebody who is there will yeah. know the child yeah um one of us will know the child right i'm really looking at how we can help provide that parent with at least an hour of Rest joy just yeah right, right. a break uh because we did the santa pictures and we had a couple of siblings uh we had a ball pit mm -hmm. and there was balls all over the way the hills <laughs> and they were chucking balls at each other and they yeah. were having a blast That's awesome. and i asked the parents like do they do this I'm like no mm -hmm. like so here we have an opportunity for them right. to have a good sibling interaction yeah. that the parents are going to remember. Yeah. And we took pictures yeah. um, to help give them even just a spark of joy yeah. over in those times when life is yeah. rough yeah. Um, because it, it, it is incredibly hard day after day after day. And you know that if it's wearing mom down, it's wearing the kids down mm -hmm. it, it twice as fast because mm -hmm. they only have a limited capacity to tolerate frustration and all of that. So, right. Yeah. And, and, and having a Santa who gets on the floor if they need it or gets, you know, yeah. does whatever needs to be done. Yeah. Um, but our Santa and Mrs. Claus were fantastic That's and awesome. they were so excited. You could just see it in their faces when yeah. they came and they were just enamored. Did you do that? Was that, did you do that with Mandy? No, we did no. it at Don Mills. At Don Mills. Okay. That was a separate thing then. That's yep. cool. See, and even I, now that I'm not at the paper, I don't know what all is going on. So yeah. And it's hard to get the word out. I use yeah. Facebook um, primarily and I try to email providers mm -hmm. and like some of the schools send yeah. flyers home, but it's really hard to, if people 
aren't on my Facebook or the algorithm isn't working right, yeah. it's hard to get that mm-hmm. information out. Yeah, I always feel like a weirdo because I've uh, emailed a bunch of providers and been like, hey, there's this podcast and I think it might be helpful for some of the families that you see mm-hmm. and, you know, share it selectively. And I always feel like a jerk reaching out to them being like, hey, check me out. But you have to. Well, I've done that too with activities. Like I send the flyers. Yeah. And I'm like, here, pass it out. And yeah. I never get a response, yeah. but I'm hoping they get passed out. Somebody sees it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because yep. we do that with Lego Group too, just trying mm-hmm. to get the word out. Yeah, because we need p- parents to know. Yeah, if the kids are going to show up. Yeah, oh, that must be. Ugh, I I would be terrible. Like trying to coordinate all those schedules and trying to coordinate all that. You you bl- people like you blow me away because I get home and I'm like I need to just crawl under my blanket and not be talked to for ten minutes. Like, well, I have my hour and a half drive. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, but like I'm usually in my prime, so yeah. like when Lego group is going really well, when we're doing like the events that we've done, mm-hmm. when you see kids smiling and parents just oh, yeah. you see that relief on their face yeah. for two minutes. Right. Um, it makes a huge difference. And yeah. to see other professionals interacting with the kiddos is super neat too. Yeah. Um, because they're getting that yeah. reward out of that as well. Yeah. So whatever that endorphin rush I get is I love it and I'll continue it. Yeah. Um, and I can't say that I help without reward because mm-hmm. it is well, that's rewarding. The, yeah. That's, I hate that you're only helping because you're getting something out of it. And I'm like, who cares? Everybody's getting well, helped right, and yeah, we're right. all being helped. So uh-huh. what? Yeah, even if it's my own endorphin rush that I'm getting out of it, nobody's paying. <laughs> who cares know? if it's, who cares if like helping is selfless or not? If someone is being helped, then. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Right. And you're not going to, nobody's going to do nothing, do something for nothing. Right. I mean. Yeah. I mean, because anybody who helps is getting something, either right. getting relief of some sort. There's or some kind of reinforcement. I mean, right. and that's behaviorism. I'm not mm-hmm. a hardcore behaviorist, but I mean, you don't do things without being reinforced for having done. Well, just like in, in drugs or alcohol or yeah. anything, you don't, or food, you don't. <laughs> if there's do not, it, not if there's a reinforcement, not a, right? Yeah. Right. There's some sort of reaction. Yeah. Um, but it. I mean, it helps everybody. Yeah. So really, what? What's the big deal? Yeah. Right. Right. I don't know. People are. I I just I wish everybody could focus more on the way that we're all similar and the mm-hmm. way that parents are all similar and the way that we're all just trying to do the best thing for our kids, you know? Yeah, because we would need to do we need a village. It takes mm-hmm. a village. We yeah. used to have a village. We don't have a village mm-hmm. anymore. That is true. I do I do fully agree with that. I think there needs to be so much more connection between you know different providers, between families, between individuals, and and a willingness to make a connection rather than build a bridge instead of a wall. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and when people who we have a lot of people who have like who are sick, sick. So mm-hmm. like when, when you think about people in the community mm-hmm. who are sick, yeah. have chronic illness, and can't help, yeah. um, a lot of those people, if they weren't sick, might have been the ones who'd come pick up your kid and take them for two yeah. hours, or would come bring you a meal. Yeah. Or I mean, we have some people who have good hearts but mm-hmm. physically Just can't aren't able do it. Yeah. Or can't afford it. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely it's hard to see. And maybe this is just because it's more of a rural area. Maybe yeah. I see more of it. Um, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if it's. There's a lot of factors that go into the rural thing, but I think overall America is becoming more individualized, more um, mm-hmm. self-focused um, and less community focused and not, I, I'm, it could be changing. I feel like there may be a change on, on the horizon, but um, that's where we've, where we've gotten to and what has, I think, produced. I hope there's a change. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's what's produced what we're seeing now. And I'm hoping that that is going to reverse itself. Oh, everybody's me, me, me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I suppose to stop when you're like, I don't know, three, four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But no, no, everybody's me, me, me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we got into that because they were fighting for resources for yeah. their families. and yeah. then it, But we definitely, we need that village and we don't mm-hmm. have that anymore. Absolutely. We don't have the intergenerational. We don't have yeah. that. Um, so when you have a mama who's raising twins yeah. at as infants, you right. used to have multiple adults yeah. living nearby or in the same house yeah. who could help take right. the load off. 
And now we don't. Right. We're on our own. And we're yeah. expecting moms to be able to do it without that community support. Yeah. Um, and they can't, they do it, but it's, it's not, not easy. Yeah. And you're not going to get the results that you're looking mm-hmm. for if you're not going to be willing to step in and, and provide mm-hmm. a support. So. Right. And all of us are exhausted at the end of the day yeah. and your baby cries in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep a full night <laughs> until what, six months ago because, mm-hmm. um, Serena was in the hospital with mm-hmm. her backstory before Abel was born. So then she was up a lot. Right. Then I had Abel. Yeah. And then he didn't sleep a, a night, a full night through until he was six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't even have his own room until he was four. Yeah. And then then Serena was up almost every night. Yeah. So, like, I, until yeah. six months ago, like, I finally dream again. I didn't dream for years. Yeah. Just because I never yeah. got more than an hour of right. sleep uninterrupted, uninterrupted. Right. And I didn't realize how bad that it was for me. Yeah. Um, but now I dream, which is kind of scary. Cause is it? I was going to say, what's yeah. yeah. I have, I have very, I've always had very vivid dreams. Mm, always. Um, and sometimes they're super scary and sometimes mm-hmm. they're not, but yeah. they're always super vivid. Super vivid. And usually about people I work with. Yeah. I'm honestly, I yeah. dream about families. Yeah. Um, and sometimes my own and sometimes people will pop up. So I'll text them. I'm like, so how's things going? Right. <laughs> I dream about you last night. Right. Just let you know. Just let you know. Um, so it's fun to check in, mm-hmm. but yeah, like it's neat to actually rest yeah like i spent yeah i've been sick a lot the last six months and i my naturopath um and a couple of people have suggested that mm-hmm. it's because my body can finally yeah let go yeah like i can actually finally be sick so i couldn't right. be sick so i was caregiving um so now that i can finally be sick i've had neck issues mm-hmm. i've had like just it's yeah. been crazy but now i can actually sleep and i don't sleep at too much yeah. anymore like i That's used to good. be able to at first i was sleeping I'd fall asleep at nine o'clock and I would sleep until yeah. seven or eight, nine mm-hmm. the next morning. Yeah. Like this isn't normal. This is not working. <laughs> and now I go to bed at 11 and I didn't sleep good last night, but I go to yeah. bed at 11 and I get up at six, seven and I'm mm-hmm. ready to go. Like my body's like telling me when it's okay to get yeah. up. And it's amazing how stress yeah. affects our system. So it does. we didn't realize. Yeah, it does. And it becomes so normal after a while mm-hmm. when it's chronic stress. And I worry about those families with Mm-hmm. Kids with special needs who mm-hmm. are high needs because they're not yeah. sleeping. Yeah. They're not taking care of themselves because they cannot. Right. So if we can help provide some resources or right. respite down the road for mm-hmm. them to find those people who can help watch their child. Right. Um, if I had more time, I'd be watching all the kids because yeah. <laughs> I know them. Yeah. <laughs> like there's yeah. a lot of them I, that I, that parents would trust me because yeah. I used to work with their kiddo. Right. So I've known them versus right. other, you know, people yeah. who don't know them. Um, but it's interesting we need to we're working on it we need to find a system to help because i do worry because i can put myself in their shoes now and Mm -hmm. i'm out of that right so it's yeah but my house is so quiet now like it really like it really our house is lonely our house is quiet yeah with just the four of us in it. that's a huge transition because we used to have five or six yes and then we had an eight in the house for a lot last year Mm -hmm. like so there was usually five or six people in the house yeah um, or seven or eight. We had friends who'd come visit and yeah. now everybody's has their own medical stuff. And like yeah. our house is super quiet. See, I crave that. Does that, is that a weird transition for you? Um, I, it's, it's been very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it's been better, like my, for my stress response, right. it's definitely been better. Cause I'm not hearing yelling. I'm not yeah. having to respond to yeah. those cues. Um, so I think it's good for me, but it is really lonely. Like our yeah. house is too big now. Yeah. So like oh, we awesome. used to always want to have the big house with yeah. all the kids and now, He's are, going to college next year. But or they'll be this back year, with and then, grandkids at some point. And, right, right. Hopefully we'll see if <laughs> <laughs> them decide to have kids yeah. or not. Um, but yeah. Barbara says she's never having kids. Yeah. Never having kids. I'm like, it's all right. It's all right. You might change your mind, but it's yeah, okay. You might. But then she says that, and I'm like, man, I've done that bad of a job. She never <laughs> wants to have kids. 
She's like, it just seems really stressful. And I don't think I want to do it. And I'm like, that's, you know what? That's okay. Well, it's different it with twins, though, too. Yeah. yeah. It's very different with twins yeah. than it is with others. Like, Abel's already talked about, what are my kids going to look like? And what are their names going to be? Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, dude. You're not supposed to talk about that yet. <laughs> I don't know yet. Usually <laughs> it's the girls that talk about that. But yeah. it's very different with two. Mm-hmm. So you have that yeah. perspective that other parents don't have. Yeah. Yeah, they're very different people, and they're and that's hard too because I want to. Mm-hmm. It's hard to have two at developmentally the exact same point, the exact same needs, right? Um, and they, you be one person. I'm one person, and I got to be two people. I have to be two people. Mm-hmm. If I if I parented Harper the way that I parent June, that's when I get the selective mutism from Harper. Yeah. It, it's not. It doesn't work. So you have to have a switch. Yep, on a dime. Yeah, easy. on a dime. Switch parenting styles. Um, triage the exact same fight from two different people in two very different ways. Which is an incredibly conscious <sighs> mental effort it's, on your part. It's exhausting. It requires a lot of energy. And, and I think people like my mom, I think, will hear me and be like, why are you so exhausted? You had from Friday night until Saturday. But I'm like, there is no amount of time that when I've done that all week, mm-hmm. there's no amount of time that I'm going to fully regenerate from that at this point. You know? Well, no. And you're, and you're not <laughs> – I don't think you're meant to. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because you're going back to doing right. that. And you always want to be on. I'm so going to. always want to be It takes so that. long. Mm-hmm. It takes. And I think that's why I stay tense and I stay on because it, it takes so long to get on if I've allowed myself to switch off. Mm-hmm. That that's when I now see increased behaviors. I see increased negative interactions. And that's because right. I'm not on. Right. I have to stay that way. I just have to. But the fact that you can see that and you yeah. figure that out and you know those yeah. warning signs, you can switch back yeah. even if you need to. I'm hoping that it's it's mitigating because there are a lot of, you know, I read, you know, different stuff. And I think, Jesus, we have a we have a high ACEs score. But really, I think, no, because at the same time, there's a there's an adult caregiver in the home who's aware and making an attempt. And that is that resilience factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I mm-hmm. think whatever <laughs> permanent trauma I've done to them, I'm also working to undo it. So at you least there's that. <laughs> you haven't. Um, but it is it's, it's a, it is a different world having two at the same level oh, that God. required you to be two people. Yeah. I mean, we talk about parenting and one is hard. Um, yeah. Parenting two? Or parenting with a with a partner that would be awesome, but at the same time, I think to myself, I don't have the time to train someone. For this, <laughs> right. So I'm just sometimes men are just they yeah. have a partner's just as much work as oh, yeah. as the kids are. And trying to stay on the same page with a partner, you have to be if you're going to be consistent, be on the same page and parent mm-hmm. well, then you're going to have the consequences and everything is going to be the same. Mm-hmm. But trying to train someone to deal with what I deal with. Mm-hmm. And even bring somebody into the mix is a whole nother. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it has to be the perfect. Yeah. It has to be someone who just naturally fits in and understands that I don't have to train. And that's. Right. Yeah. Right. And it has so, to be worth it. When I can mm-hmm. order that on Amazon, maybe we'll say. There you go. Amazon. Yeah. Mail actually, order. We order everything else on Amazon. <laughs> that's funny. I'll just get online and like put, put in my specifications. That's what we need is a website where I can just specify the spouse that I need and they will arrive. <laughs> and then we get into artificial intelligence yeah, because I'm there's okay no with other it. way that's to make cool. it happen. Yep, that's no fine. No way to make it happen. I would, I would marry a robot if it was a good robot. <laughs> program it. Program it. This is what I need at this time of day. Yep. But yeah, it definitely is because every person you add to your dynamic makes – Changes. Potential, right, mm-hmm. and potentially so much more effort. Yeah. Not necessarily work, but effort because yeah. you have to be aware of one more. Yeah. Um, just like, I mean, it's – well, adding animals does that too. It's just yeah. a different level. Meeting needs. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. Now I've got more meet, more needs to meet. And if mm-hmm. that other person – if I'm, that's why I don't date – I you know, I've – was married, separated, single for four years after my marriage. Then I dated someone for like three months and then I've been single for a year. And it's just, I don't have time for it. 
So no, it's a game. Like I can't imagine trying to be back in the oh god, like, that's dating world. Yeah. Like it's it's a it, uh, like it's a game. Mm. There's so many games that you got to play. In fact, I really appreciate it when I do run across someone, even who just turns out to be a friend that I can be super direct with. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't working for me, or mm-hmm. you know, this isn't going to work today. Can we can you switch and not have to play mm-hmm. the games? Right. So and but, just have to be able to trust. Oh, those that's pe- hard. People around you. That's yeah. hard. Uh-huh. Especially with, you know, my ex-husband and his situation. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to um, be comfortable with other people, especially if they're interested, you know, and that's horrible. Like, mm-hmm. oh, look, there's this perfect guy who seems really perfect and he wants to be a part of our family. Now, all of, all of a sudden, I'm, like, suspicious of him because I'm like, why? Why mm-hmm. you want this? Why you want to be part of You know? And right. so right. it's just not something that's going to – my life is not conducive to a <laughs> – relationship right now. Well, I think, and a lot of a lot of single moms run into that, mm-hmm. or well, they indiscriminately bring in these guys because they're desperate for love. Because I've worked with families yeah. like that, yeah. and then they just end up one trauma after another. After another, as they after come another, and go yeah. and come and go, or potentially, yeah, who knows? And then you have, you know, especially if your girls are watching that, or even men. Men are learning that, you know, boys are learning that that's an appropriate mm-hmm. behavior for a man to come and go, and mm-hmm. so it's that's why I just don't. And that's another reason why we need community, why we need mm-hmm. role models mm-hmm. for girls and boys. We need yeah. men who yeah. are going to yeah. be a man right. and who are going to be polite right. and show respect right. and show she, little girls right. how, what kind of dad, what kind of husband they want. Right. What kind of men they should be looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I think, and that, you know, I don't know wherever you're at politically, but like, that's what stresses me out about this whole Donald Trump thing. Like, I'm, my girls are watching this and we're being told, like, this is the person who is the, at the highest level, but the things that he says are not reflective of the messages that I want them to internalize. Right. You know? Well, so, and I, I guess I, well, I try to keep Abel away from that. So he's right. not, he's not hearing that. Right. But, um, I don't, I, I, that's why I really wish we could find somebody who's ethical because nobody who has run in right. how many years now right. has any ethics whatsoever right. and has any respect yeah. or who doesn't have some sort of situation in their past where they have yeah. rewarded somebody who was in order to get Hillary to Clinton, point. who's yeah. rewarded somebody who has been an abuser. Like, yeah, yeah you've got it's it's incredibly scary. Yeah. Um, another reason why I wish we could just not have TV because yeah. our kids wouldn't be watching yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but really trying to put in, in front of them who we want to be the, right. role, mo- the role models. Right. Yeah. So we need to find some more of those. Yeah. I don't know if that means we need more volunteer activities around here that have men <laughs> who kids can yeah. see what a positive male. Because we, yeah. we have a lot of positive dads in our community. Yeah, like, we do. Aaron Stearns is amazing. I don't know if you got a chance mm-hmm. to listen to his episode yet, yet, but he's amazing. He's prioritized Carissa's career. And he inter- he goes through a lot of the same things, exactly the same things that mothers, stay-at-home moms go through. Um, and it was interesting to hear it from an, from another side. So it really you know, called into question for me how attached we are all to gender roles when we're right. all experiencing the same things when we're put in the same circumstances. Right. You know, so, right. yeah. There are a lot. And Cody Elms was cool. Frank Williams was on. Um, and there's a lot of guys who want kids mm-hmm. um, and don't have them yet, which is surprising to me because I don't think of men and especially younger men today being the type to want right, kids. But they do. I guess I just miss out on that that demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely. Like our household, uh, I work and my husband stays home. Mm-hmm. And we've done that for a long time because I make more. I have a master's. Yeah. Well, so it made yeah. more sense for me to, to work. Yeah. So he stayed home with the kids. He does all the cooking because I do yeah. not cook. I suck. Yeah. at cooking. <laughs> so he makes me breakfast every morning. That's awesome. Like I get an omelet every morning, whatever yeah. kind of breakfast I want every morning I get. Um, I had put my bagel in the, in the toaster too soon this morning or I would have gotten, because usually I give him the weekends off. Right. Um, but he does all the cooking. He's there for the kids. Right. He does all that, like the majority, like male housework. Okay. So like men don't pay attention to details. <laughs> right. And I, I, I've stopped 
caring about yeah. some of that. Like the yeah. little things I don't care about anymore. I used right. to get frustrated if there was stuff on the kitchen counters. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But he does all the outside stuff. He does all the things helping his family. That's he does awesome. all of like all of that extra yeah. stuff he takes care of fixes the cars. It's awesome. Like, it, it's a perfect dynamic for Partnership. us. Um, it was a struggle when Serena was, was gone because that was part of his role. He yeah. was the caregiver yeah. when I wasn't there when the aide wasn't there. Right. And then all of a sudden, yeah, he's, like, he's home and it's really, really quiet. Yeah. Like, he was used to always her, her singing or making right. noises or being there for yeah. her and the aide and whatever. And so it was really an adjustment yeah. for him more than I anticipated yeah. because he was one who was home all day in the quiet yeah. house. Um. So it was an adjustment, and we've adjusted and adjusted fine. But mm-hmm. it, it it's a transition. So it's a- it definitely is, but it's definitely been a, a role change mm-hmm. for like it's just not it doesn't always work that way. Right. But he's been perfectly fine with yeah. me being the one that works. See, that's important. That's cool. Um, yeah. So we made it work. That's great that your son's got to witness that too. Yes, because he knows Daddy so, does the cooking. Because yeah. mommy doesn't cook. <laughs> mommy doesn't cook. <laughs> mommy does the baking. Um, yeah. If we bake. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. he knows that we share those roles. Yeah. He knows. That's I think that's awesome. So, yeah. yeah, and he knows Daddy's going to teach him how to. Whatever he's going to teach him, this mm-hmm. he'll be teaching him how to work on cars. They're mm-hmm. going to be building, hopefully, like a treehouse for. Yeah, like he, they do all of those things. But my husband can fix anything, anything. Yeah, the man, I, <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. Um, he can. So he does that for his family. Like mm-hmm. for he saves us a crap load of money by yeah. fixing everything for yeah. us. Yeah, that's the main reason that I wish I was better at it because uh-huh. I'm thinking I can't mm-hmm. afford to call someone. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and he does like uh, snow and mm-hmm. lawns for a couple of the post offices yeah. and stuff. But um, but it's been interesting. For me to see that. Right. Because I was married 20 years ago yeah. um, to my oldest dad. Um, and the role was very different. We yeah. both worked, but he didn't. Like, right. he there was did no, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it was very, this is very different. And it's been this, yeah. we've done this for a long time. Probably 10, 12 years, 10 mm-hmm. years now. It's been this way. Yeah. Um, but it's worked out. It's worked out very well. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, you know, and that's another reason that I don't date because it's hard to find a guy who's comfortable getting a little bit um, watery with his gender expectations. Right, right. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm very careful now to make sure that he feels right. rewarded in his role. Right. Because that's part of it, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I want to make sure that he knows what he does for right. us and how I appreciate it and how. Mm-hmm. But that's only come in the last couple of years when right. I became more aware of just life. Like yeah. All of those changes and yeah. all of that. And how can I make our marriage better and how can mm-hmm. we make our relationship like right and we're best friends yeah. so like but i never anticipated having that yeah you know like yeah. i really didn't i didn't know what marriage could be like yeah because my parents had split yeah anyone they were together it wasn't good yeah. um but my grandparents had both well my mom's parents had split really i mean many like so she had step yeah already which was some semi-unusual yeah in, that is in the yeah. 50s yeah um so even my mom didn't have a good understanding of right. what Right. That looks like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really like, I'm, and I do, I do think about it often how much, how it's much better than I could have mm-hmm. expected. Yeah. Like, and I know I'm part of that. Yeah. Reason. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. We work together. It has to be a partnership. Yeah. It mm-hmm. has to be for the best of everyone, not mm-hmm. just for the best of one person at a time. Mm-hmm. When I tease him sometimes, like, you know, because he'll tease me, ask me if I'm psychologizing him or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know. Look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done so bad. You're not all right. Yeah. But if you go mm-hmm. through, you go through that, mm-hmm. but you have to be able to trust that person yeah, and be able to find yeah. that person to trust. Yeah, because you never know what you're getting. Yeah, and that's yeah. There's too much that concerns me with having daughters, and um, mm-hmm. I don't know, even if I had sons, but especially with daughters, mm-hmm. 
it's a really I think it's a really convenient there's about to be a cat fight just to warn you okay. this cat that keeps coming out of here I don't know where she came from but she's been living in the basement now <laughs> she's <laughs> I had our dog door from? open at one point and I think I left it open <laughs> overnight and she came in and I think she might be pregnant because she's living in the basement now but my cats hate her so they live upstairs and she just went up the stairs to kind of rub it in their faces and they're gonna get in a fight in a second so you so. have a straight cat in your house yeah. if fun. you know anybody who wants kittens i'm pretty sure she's about to drop them any day no i, I think she's dogs. Gonna, yeah I yeah know. we we our dogs would eat cats my daughter desperately wants a cat i grew up mm-hmm. with cats mm-hmm. but i am a dog person like, are you? we don't do the whole cat pee thing yeah and, um but our daughter dogs would probably eat cats. Yeah. But um. But yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> but I grew up with cats, so I like I love on when I'm at houses. I love yeah. my cats and dogs. Yeah. I'm amazed at at the dogs. How you can tell about a person's personality yes. by, based on the animal's the reaction. Place you get curious about, and, mm-hmm. and I'm intensely mm-hmm. curious about people. I always have been, but I don't feel like I connect with people as easily as I read them. Like I'm okay. better at sitting back and watching mm-hmm. and understanding than trying to like have. So I was super. I'm just always been curious about people. Yes. So. Yes. I mean, people fascinate me because I, I don't understand. I, I don't to, understand I, a lot of it. I used to go to Warren Mall when I was a kid. Yeah. And people watch yeah. when there was actually a mall. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Or when I was a kid, I wanted to be around the other adults instead of the other kids because the kids were pretty easy, but I was fascinated and challenged by understanding the adults. Okay. And I, so I was always kind of on the, if they forced me to go play with my peers, I would, but I really was more interested in what was it going on because I was curious, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, people are amazing. Yeah, but cats are interesting and dogs. <sighs> but yeah, I always have to. I have to. If somebody doesn't, if my dog doesn't like somebody, there's a reason they don't like somebody. Yeah, like me near my house. Yeah, but I walk into houses and I get like the dogs are on my laps. Yeah, and, like I love animals <laughs> as much as the kids. Yeah. So cats, dogs, it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. But yeah. we have we have lots of animals in my house. We have dogs and um uh n- lizard of some sort and um, poison dart frogs and a, hed- a hedgehog which apparently is illegal really hedgehog. yes wow i didn't know they were illegal. yeah they're illegal in pa really yes why um i think you're not supposed to release them into the wild like there's so apparently they don't come hunt you down <laughs> <laughs> and i bought it off facebook so like it I was public yeah somebody i knew but i'm always yeah. curious like the species that you're not supposed to have like what actually would happen to the environment yeah, if everybody know. just set their hedgehogs free today and lander what would happen to lander 10 right, years from now right right well my oldest has a bearded dragon and a snake so like apparently we're like the people of all the weird animals hey. like that's cool though but it gives it's good science lesson because yeah. we have three little poison dart frogs that are blue yeah. they're like this big that's cool. so cute so yeah we have to grow flies and we'll oh okay so, so you do we, all the yeah yeah that's so cool. we do that kind of stuff like, i like that kind of stuff science lesson yeah so i'm trying to integrate what the kids don't get in public yeah. school right they get through cyber but that we can do right i take i'm mean, trying to take responsibility for some right. of that education because yeah. i know when my older kids were in school i left it up to school yeah but i was working so much and i was so stressed yeah i left it to school and it's mm-hmm. not school's response it's not their yeah. responsibility it's hard because you know they you send these kids that aren't prepared for life mm-hmm. into the schools and the schools are expected to just handle it and they're in mm-hmm. a weird position they are yeah they're in a weird position yeah. um and yeah and they're supposed to be able to educate and do you and know, you have to have standards of behavior you have to have standards and mm-hmm. expectations and if you can't have them then you how can you educate however many hundreds and thousands of children? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's words. Yeah. So we're the weird animal people. Awesome. But it's super fun. Yeah. And luckily, they're all relatively low cost animals. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Dogs, not so much. Right. But, but yeah. we, we had five dogs at one point. We used to have really? five Jack Russells. Really? And then, because we had Jack Russells and we had puppies. Uh-huh. And then all three of the puppies. So we kept, we had two litters of three. <laughs> um, little did I know, when you have litters of puppies, you can't just sell them all. Like, 
you can't just like not get attached and just oh them all. yeah yeah you have to keep I would. some so I we ended would. up keeping three out of six. Oh my gosh and then yeah. two of them got hit by a car because oh. they got out of the fence yeah. and then another one ended up with weird anemia oh, that's, um that's she nuts. it was ten seven seven years ago now because she was in third grade it was mm. absolutely hard like i'll never forget the trauma of that because she was it was her dog she was yeah. absolutely heartbroken um so then we ended up with just the mom and dad. We uh-huh. had them. Um, Sassy died two years ago, mm-hmm. almost two years ago, since Simon died last month. Uh-oh. And they were 15 and 17. Wow. So, so that's a had, good long time. Right. So then we had we added a dog after Penny died. We got another dog for my daughter, mm-hmm. a mixed breed. We're not sure what she is. They tell us she's Jack Russell Lab, but she looks more like Pitt. Yeah. I don't know. But she's got like a brindle collar. Super. Yeah. Super beautiful. And then Aww. we got picked up two stray labs that oh, were running wow. at my in-law's house six years ago, oh running in my in-law's neighborhood, like, in February when it was, like, minus 30 degrees. Yeah, um, they ended up snagging them. They yeah. were out running. So we have had them for... Wow. So we have, yeah, three big dogs now. See, I would love to have a dog. I would lo- love to get a Newfoundland, but I can't with the cat or with the um, chickens. Yeah. And the ducks. See, so we keep our, our ducks. Well, we've we've thought about letting the chickens out, but right mm-hmm. now they're in because mm-hmm. our dogs are hunters. Mm-hmm. They were taught by right. Jack Russell, right. so they're hunters. <laughs> they're so um, generally, if a chicken gets out, they're usually pretty good about it. Yeah. Um, but we want to free range because yeah. we have ticks because we have all this stuff. Yeah. We want to free range. I love it. I love um, watching them. They calm me. I, that's one of my self care things is just to sit on the back porch and watch my chickens. Mm-hmm. It fascinates me. I love to watch them. I wonder if you called it so, like actually legit. When you do self care something, if you call it that to yeah. yourself, if that kind of it does, it legitimizes it. Uh-huh. And well, then it, I mean, that it, kind of changes your yeah, brain. It changes. It reframes how I think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think about it as I'm wasting time on my back porch. I think mm-hmm. about it as no, this is mm-hmm. actually calming to me. And, and I at the end it. of the week, when you say how much self care do I do this week, you say, oh, I yeah. sat and watched the chickens three yeah. times. Yeah. And I think that's one thing we don't we don't necessarily classify what we right. do for ourselves as self care. Like even the extra five minutes in the bathroom with Absolutely. the door locked. Absolutely. Or that shower that you took the extra 30 yeah. seconds or the drive to work that you gave an yes. extra five minutes yeah. or um, stop to take pictures or something. Mm-hmm. Can If we call it that, is it yeah. going to help our brains I a really believe help our that, bodies? Yeah. We need to recognize what we do as self care and, uh, um, and be more intentional about it and strategic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely a problem. We think of we think we think of self care as like this grand gesture. I took myself out for lunch, or I took myself to the movies. It doesn't have to be that. Mm-mm. No, and that like a movie is going to movie by myself wouldn't do it for me. No, yeah, I do lunch all the time by myself because I'm in my car. Yeah, but right. Um, but yeah, like you have to do what works for you. Too. Yeah, like it I have my to little make you feel good, or else it's right. not self care. I have my little space in my room now mm-hmm. with my chair, and I need to use it more but a few days this week i actually made my bed which is huge oh, for me yeah like i even told me i'm like look i made that bed. changes the way I you feel all day and um <laughs> right because i'm trying to do these little things yeah and sit and read my devotion in my chair before i come downstairs mm-hmm. and abel couldn't care less he's downstairs happy so yeah. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. need me like he did before yeah um but yeah really looking at what we can those little things we can do to help renew yeah yeah because if we're not our best selves no we can't be that for our kids absolutely it's hard when you have a kid with an insecure attachment and you do try to take a little bit of time i think harper might be a little bit insecure for whatever reason and um june too i mean i try to take five minutes and they can't even tolerate me being in my room with the door closed for five minutes like they have to be the center of my attention you know right so i'm trying to mitigate that but I make right. the most of what I have, you know, the time mm-hmm. that I have. And, you know, I know that by the end of the night, I'm going to be exhausted and it might be a bad night, but I have the best of intentions. And mm-hmm. I think that they know that. Right. And they know that you love them and you're, you always yeah. show up. And I talk to them about it too. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll say I'm not, I'm, I'm only one person and I'm not mm-hmm. perfect, but this is mm-hmm. a wrap. One of the books I just finished is called The Power of Showing Up. And yeah. it's by Dan Siegel. And he's just big into um, mm-hmm. all kinds of new therapy, like therapy, but right. um, it's, 
you show up. Yeah. And that's being that's, present, mm-hmm. showing up. That's what kids need. Yeah. Is they need you to be present. They need mm-hmm. you to show up. Even yeah. if we're not perfect and we're not, none of yeah. us are perfect. Yeah. Um, we need to show up. Yeah. I think we need to put more focus on that and less focus on what the inter- internalized idea of what a perfect parent is because there is no such thing. No, and we can focus never, right, and that's a goal we can never attain because we can never, we can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow. We mm. can't predict yeah. what they're going to be like or what we're going to be like. We mm. don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, so, I mean, the only thing that you can control is whether you're there and whether you're present. Mm-hmm. And so just focus on that, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. If my kids are serial killers, then we'll all know that my podcast was full of bad information. <laughs> I don't see that happening. I know your girls. I don't see that happening. I especially got to hang out with Harper a couple yeah. of years in class. So. Yeah. I don't They're see that both happening. crazy smart, crazy mm-hmm. funny. Very, very funny. I wonder where they get that from. I don't know. Because I- <laughs> I'm obnoxious. You guys but- can't see my look. <laughs> no, but but when you write, you're super – like, yeah. your writing is super funny. So that's yeah. what's happening in your head. And that's uh, that's just the way that I approach everything uh-huh. in the that's world. That's where they got it so, from. Yeah. yeah. Is they're, that? They're very cool. Very, very cool kids. Mm-hmm. So What's well, amazing how much our kids are like us. Yeah. yeah. And it may take time to see that. It may take time to see the good in that. Yeah. Um, but I see that more with my daughter now, too. Because right. she's going to go into – Kind of what I'm. It's funny. I see more of myself. I see Harper and I are very much alike, and we're the two that struggle the most. I think if we could fix our interactions, then Mm -hmm. mine and June's interactions and her and June's interactions could be fixed. But we're so much alike that we clash. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It does. I hear it all the time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I hear it all the time. Trigger each other. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and I hear lots of families say that. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah.